Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for this great opportunity. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Mountain-like churches. Amen. Mountain-like churches. That is a blessing. Now, honor and respect. I have a book called uh, Those Who Honor You. Where is it? I don't know why. Ah, there it is. Those Who Honor You. This book is key to mountain-like churches. Without having a garden, an environment of honor, you are not likely to see the blessing of um, the blessing of a mountain-like church. Jesus did not see the great miracles that he wanted to see except in certain places. And that is why in the Bible he he began to upbraid the cities Chorazin, Bethsaida because that is where he did mighty works. Jesus did not do mighty works everywhere. And in Mark chapter 6, he was in his hometown, Nazareth. Now, all these places, um, because it's Israel, your mind doesn't separate these places. So, I'm sure we will have to go to Israel together to see these things. And I would like to take you to the different different places. That's when you realize Nazareth is different from Bethlehem, is different from Jerusalem, is different from Galilee, is different from Chorazin, is different from Bethsaida. They are all locations. All right, help me with a bit of volume up in front here. And you see that uh, Nazareth, which is the last time I was in Israel, I lived, I stayed in Nazareth which was unusual because normally we don't stay there. This is an Arab city. Yeah. And um, Nazareth was uh, the place where he was brought up. And there, he couldn't flow at all. That was where they were saying, but your mother is this, your father is this, your this, this, your this. That was the end of anointing. That was the end of what? Anointing, yeah. End of gift. End of mountain, like whatever. End of everything. All right? So, 
it's a great blessing um, for you to see because no one has ever really told me what I'm telling you. You know, no one has ever told me create a realm and an environment of respect in your church and your gift will be become wonderful. No, no one has actually ever told me that. I also haven't said it like that before. Yes. So you are blessed to hear what you are hearing. Yeah. Create an environment of respect. Forcefully administer the teaching of honor until the people, you get it, everywhere in and around you have a lot of respect and honor for the gift of God. So that when you stand in the midst of the people, not that you have achieved anything, because Jesus hadn't achieved much by Mark chapter 6. He had not achieved much. But there were still places where they would honor his gift. And through that honor, he was, and that respect, he was able to do fantastic things. Yes. Now, if you look at Mark chapter 6, right from the very beginning, Jesus could not flow at all. But by the last verse in Mark chapter 6, he was really flowing. So if you don't mind to look at the last one or two verses in Mark chapter 6, you will see at the end there, you know, that's it. And with us, whoever he entered into villages or cities. Remember, he started without being able to heal. But look at the end of Mark chapter 6. Wherever he entered, do you see, into villages or cities or country, they laid the sick. There's a man who couldn't heal. They laid the sick in the streets and besought him that if they might touch but the border of his garment and as many as touched him were made whole. This is the same person in verse 2. Verse 3 and 4. And he could dare do no mighty works. In the same chapter. Yeah. He could not. He could not. Like, there was no, it, it couldn't work. The mountain light church, the apostolic ministry, the pastoral ministry, it, it, could, it, it doesn't work. And because and Jesus explained why it was not functioning. He was explaining why the prophetic, the pastoral, everything was not working. Now the the gift of God must be honored. Ephesians chapter four, please. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. It says, To every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift. 
of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive. He led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it that, but he also descended first to the lower parts of the earth. And he that descended is the same that ascended up far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. Then he gave some apostles and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ. Now, when you see a great man of God who is in operation, who is flowing in his gift, right? You are seeing a gift from God. A gift from God. Now, you know, today, we have nobody like Billy Graham who is moving on the earth. The earth is worse off for the absence of such people. Think of somebody like Hitler. Do you see? The world was a bad place because of this one man and his madness. So, a man is a gift or a curse sometimes. Yes, to a people. And by the time the man finishes manifesting himself in front of you, the whole place is bizarre or it is blessed. So a man is a, is a blessing or can be a curse. If you look at various African nations, we have had various heroes who have come to save nations. But when they finished saving the nation, things were worse. So, a man is a gift. The man is the gift. The man is the gift. It is the absence of the man that makes you realize that the gift is absent. Now, you may have heard of the French Revolution. The French Revolution was a revolution just like we had in Ghana, but in the case of the French Revolution, it was very bloody. A lot of people were killed. A lot of people were killed. Now, they killed the king. They killed the queen. That's why today you don't have the king of France, like how we have the king or the queen of England. We don't have it in France because he was killed. Yeah, by the revolution. He was one of the people who was executed with the guillotine and his wife to the queen. And this, his wife, Marie Antoinette, was the one who brought fashion and those things to, to France. It is she, the one who was doing the dresses, the perfumes, all those things. It's all from her time. Yes, she introduced that. So they were all beheaded in the center of Paris. Yeah. So it was, it was a bloody rain and it was called a terror and at a point it was called the great terror. Yeah. It's, it's a very, if you have a chance to watch, there's a film called The French Revolution. If it's, a, it's, it's, a interest, it's an amazing something that has happened in the world. And from that revolution, all other revolutions came. Do you see? 
not including Ghana. It was mentioned, I think. Yeah. Now, England, instead of having, and the man who brought this was a lawyer called Albert Robespierre. He's the one who brought the revolution, the French Revolution. So he was the gift to France, if you call it a gift. Now, on the other hand, as the same ideas were moving around that we need equality, egalité, fraternité, and liberté. These are the three things that they brought from the French Revolution. Egalité, fraternité, and liberté. And you know that when there is a coup in one country that it wants to come to the next country, the next country, when there is something, it keeps moving from country to country. So the next thing is to, for it to come to England. But instead of Robespierre, they had John Wesley. Yes, they had John Wesley. Now, here was John Wesley going around from town to town, traveling and preaching the word of God. And instead of a French revolution, do you see, they had the Methodist movement that was released, out of which came Salvation Army and all the other things that they had from England. So, a man is the gift. Yes. The man, the man carrying the anointment, and it's like the gift is merged with the man. So, sometimes you can't tell the difference between the man and the gift of God. And that is why when you strike the man, you strike the gift usually. You strike the anointing usually. Now, respect for the gift multiplies the ability of the gift to bless. Yes. It multiplies the ability of the gift to bless and to heal and to deliver. When there is despisement of the gift, it it, it doesn't work. I remember when Benihin came to Ghana, one time I was speaking to one of the people that was working with him, and he said, he said that the people in America were not even ready to welcome Benihin in a certain way. Yes. And I saw it. But there was a time when Benihin was received in America. He was received as Jesus. Till they despised him, attacked him so much. And, 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 and one time I went to a church where he was coming to preach in America and he did come and the church was half empty. Yeah, just a church. Half empty. I was amazed that a great person like this is like, they are not interested in receiving this person. But I've also been at the same America where he preached the night before, they refused to allow people to come in because it was full, too full. They refused. They said, no way. The fire people and the police were very strong. And when he was coming, he came with a motorcade. Yes, motorcade, police cars, everything. In America. Oh, yes. Not Ghana, in America. 
Then the following morning, we had a conference and Benihin did not come. We were all gathered full. He didn't come because of, I think he was tired or I don't know what. So he didn't come at all. Then in the evening, we, we had it again. The place, in the morning, we were there full, full up. Because I was there, I had planned to meet with him. It was one of my agendas. So I was seriously there. Yeah. I, I never met him. There. In the evening, after the morning when he didn't come, the place was packed again with police, fire, this, this, that. You cannot enter. Whether he came or didn't come, the morning had no effect or, or, on the thing. I'm talking about appreciation at a certain level. That's where you see miracles and ministry. Very beautiful. Very wonderful. When the environment changes to despisement, criticism, memory, accusation, fault finding, being critical, sarcastic comments, funny statements, that same person is unable to operate in the same place. Yeah. So that is why I'm teaching you because you are the greatest teacher of your people to honor or to dishonor. Yes. You are the greatest teacher of your people. And when you stand, all that you need is that your gift will work. It is a gift from heaven. It's the gift of a pastor. Yes. There is a very supernatural thing to be a pastor. And it's a very supernatural thing to be an apostle. You know, anything that you do in the ministry, it looks so natural that it doesn't look like a gift. Yes, it looks so natural that it doesn't look like a gift. But it's a gift. It's a gift. And it is in its absence that you realize that something is gone. So, it is important that you appreciate and respect the greatness of the gifts. But I'm sorry to say that many people do not respect the greatness of the gifts that is before them. Yes. And all through your ministry, you are wading through different groups of appreciation and despisement. Appreciation and despisement. It is constant like this. Like this, like this, all the time. One time I arrived in Russia, in Siberia, and I was interviewed by a news television camera people. And they asked me a question, which I found one of the funniest questions I've ever been asked since I became a Christian. And the question was, did you ever think you would become Doug Heward Mills? Yes, me. Because to them, Dagiot Mos was a famous person in Siberia, the north, six hours flight from Moscow. You fly six hours from Moscow up. Yes, they knew the books. Yeah. 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 I'm sorry. They knew the books, I mean, the ministry, you know, and all that. Yeah. And he was asked, Did you ever think you would become Dagiot Mos? Like, I'm, you are famous in Siberia. I say, wow. What a question. 
But I had entered an environment where they valued me. Yes, where they valued me. And from right from there, I can go to a place where they will not even lift up their head when I, when I pass by. Yeah. <laughs> so, you are to become an active teacher of people to honor. Yes, teach people to honor and teach yourself to honor. I don't think we are all good at honoring. Yes, we are not good at honoring. So we need to learn from somebody who is good at honoring. Do you want to learn from someone who is good at showing respect and honor? Yes. And I believe that when you do that, your ministry is going to change and go up. Everything will escalate. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things that you need to do, all right, is to honor and respect people with a good honorarium. Yes, honorarium. When somebody comes to speak and to teach, you see, one of the ways that your respect will increase is when you respect when somebody comes to preach. Yes. In 1 Samuel chapter 9, the Bible says, Then Saul said to his servant, If we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not presence to bring the man of God what have we? And the servant answered Saul again and said, Behold, I have here at the hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver will I give to the man of God to tell us our way. Amen. Are you there? Yes. honor and the expenses that you are prepared to bestow on somebody is a lesson to everybody who is watching you. Yes. Yeah. One day a pastor said to me, he said, an American, he said, I've been to different places in Africa I've never been honored as I've been honored since I came to you, including South Africa. He's particularly mentioned including South Africa. But he didn't need to say that I knew already. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody sees South Africa as the richest and best nation. And of course, it's the nicest of the African countries. It's very, very beautiful. So, Learn to give honorarium, honorariums for speaking. You know, I don't know, 
I'm, I'm, I'm not quoting, but do you know that some of these people in America, presidents, ex-presidents and things, they get sometimes millions of dollars for speaking. Yeah. Hundred million, seventy million, ten million dollars for going to give a speech. Yeah. That's a lot of money. <laughs> Would you like to get ten million dollars for going to give a speech? Yeah. Because this person who is an ex president is seen as like his words are so powerful, so important that when he speaks this is how much money he should get. Yeah. If the the world places such value on someone who comes to speak, what can they tell you? Eh? What can they say? But the word of God is not seen as that valuable. But you see, this is not a matter of charging to, I've never charged to preach anywhere. Never. I will never mention an amount to anybody. I don't believe in that. But I believe that people should grow in their value. And you will learn when you go somewhere that this is the last time you should come here. This is the what? Last time you should come here. Never come here again. There are some places I, I intend never to go again. Yes. Even if I have a chance, I wouldn't go there. I would prefer to go where I'm appreciated. Amen. So, honoring the gift, and I've seen ministers, one of the things they do at a point is, you know, uh, you realize that it is appreciation that you are looking for rather than money. But money also has a message. Yes. And many times, giving of honorariums, people don't know the value of the person that is coming there. When I first started inviting people, I made some terrible mistakes. I remember a man who prophesied, when he came to our church, he prophesied that we are going to have churches all over Africa. Yeah. But at that time, we didn't have any branch anywhere. Yes. He said, we'll have 30 churches. Yes. And I remember when he came to my office and he was going out, he called somebody and he gave the person a prophecy. Not a prophecy, a personal prophecy, but he just spoke to the person prophetically. I was standing by him. A, a great gift. He's dead now. But you see, when he came and he was going, we, we didn't know what was involved in him coming. So he probably explained. He said, look, I flew from here to here because I was coming here. Then I had to spend a night in a hotel here with my assistants, whatever. After that, I have to take another flight. As I'm leaving, I have to take a flight here and I have to go and rent another hotel there and take catch a flight in the morning to go back. And then I've come with these people, this and that and that, and this one is cost and all. So the offering that you are giving me, 
It's not that I'm annoyed with it, but it's like it even I've even incurred major expenses. You see, and somebody may say, about what? One day thing that you've come to, I mean, speak and so on. What is, I mean, do, are we supposed to die because you came here? You know, these type of people who have these uh, sharp words. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sharp words. So, you must grow in honorarium. For preaching. Yes. Honorarium for preaching. It's honor. Honorarium. Honor. It's going to even change the name to respectarium. Respectarium. Yes. Yes. Respectarium. It's a new word. Yes. Yes. Learn. And that is why you may never have certain people in your church. And if you think the type of person doesn't matter, it matters. Oh yes, it matters. When Jesus came to Gadara, uh, he didn't even preach. So there are some people, they don't even have to preach. His presence alone sacked 6,000 demons. Without preaching, 6,000 demons were dislocated and relocated out of the system. Without even one sermon. Yes. Just his presence in town. It ended the domination of demonic powers that have been there for years. Yes. Just the presence of the person. Yes. Yeah. I will will, will tell you that. Do what you can do to have certain people in your church. I learned that from uh, uh, Bishop Duncan Williams. Archbishop. Yeah. For as long as I've known him, he had been bringing all kinds of great people to his church. When the church was a corridor, he was bringing Jerry Savelle. When the church was in a little warehouse, he brought Ora Roberts. I saw Ora Roberts in the church. Yeah, I saw Ora Roberts. Avanzini. I mean, who else has been there? Maurice Cerullo. I mean, it's like Usually, you, you, you see the type of people that you are able to invite to your church. It has a bear. And it's like, I notice that there's no shame. Our church is small. We don't have money. We don't have whatever. It's like there's a certain bringing of a gift. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You have to value it. Yeah. Because, uh, yes. Because the gift that comes there. It, it has, it's, uh, these are spiritual things. So if you are not spiritual, I'm not talking to you. Yes. If you are not spiritual, I'm not talking to you. It, it, it's nothing. It means nothing. Yes. It means nothing. Yes. Say that. Let me tell you something. You know, one day I was at home watching uh, television, and I don't know how I chanced upon this. Um, man who was, they were doing a documentary about a horse. Now, this horse um, was a champion horse. My father had champion horses. One of them was Selavi. You go far to find such a horse. He bought the horse from somewhere. And he had different champion horses. He could go far. Pamaco, Las Palmas. Far to bring the horse. Yeah. 
very valuable. So anyway, he had this uh, horse uh, in, in the documentary, in the film, and um, the, the horse was so valuable, it was winning races. But one day they decided that no, they should rather use the horse to have sex with other horses. I mean crossing, sorry, to cross other horses. You get it? <laughs> yes. So as to breed, the horse will be breeding. Yes. So I was watching the film to see what was going to happen. So they said they bring horses there to come and stay with this one for the weekend. Yes. And they leave them in the field. Yes. Now, that's when they charge. They charge for coming for the weekend. So I was wondering how much are they going to charge? Do you, do you know how much they were charging? Two million dollars for weekend. For a session. Two million dollars. Yes. Two million dollars. Yes. For the weekend, the crossing, the crossing. Yeah. Why? Why why were they charging two million dollars? The the value of the seed that will be planted in the female horse. They knew that if this seed goes into this female horse, it's worth millions. Yes. But you see again, you see you are shouting because you don't know the value of this horse having whatever. It's an it's a realm you don't know about. Yes. So I don't expect unspiritual people to understand when I say give a good honorarium because it's a realm they don't understand the, the impact of a certain type of seed in your life or in the life of the church. I don't expect an unspiritual person to understand the importance of giving a respectarium or honorarium. Yeah. Yeah, the seed of a champion horse. There are people that come to your church, they are like champion horses. They are worth two million dollar seeds. Two million dollar worth of seed that is planted in your church. Yeah. And I see people when they invite people sometimes from other countries, they come then after they'll be making comments. Charlie, we don't understand the message. Charlie, we want this thing. We want oil. We want this and that. This type of uh, preaching, white man's preaching, we don't see the anointing. We don't see the grace, the fire, the lightning, the power, this and that. You are, a, you are a fool when you talk like that. You are a fool when you talk like that. You are a fool when you talk like that. Yeah. 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 You don't know the value of somebody standing Standing in your pulpit. Standing on the grounds. I mean, it was my life's aim to bring Yongicho to come and dedicate my church in Kolegon. It was my life's goal. I tried with all my heart till I got him. And he came. Oh, it was my life's goal. It was my life's goal. To stand there and speak. I was not so concerned about whatever he would say. I'm not so concerned about whatever he would say. Just his coming there was wonderful to me. Yeah. I want to encourage you, eh? You know, and as you show respect, somebody comes to preach, maybe the person, he doesn't even say much. 
because all these great people, they don't say much. They don't really say much. They don't really say much. Yeah. They don't say much. But the presence of the person, it, it changes something. I don't know what it changes. But it's, 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 it's a, maybe the, the seed, the two million dollar seed. Yes. It's a golden seed. Yes. You'll be receiving powerful seeds in your life in the name of Jesus. And when your church sees you honoring people, yes. You know, one time somebody went to this, our, our Freeway Museum here, and the person said, the museum is a revelation of honor for the anointing. Yeah. For all these people that are gathered in this place, you'll be afraid they're alone in the night. Yes, you'll be afraid. It's scary. It's scary. Yes. You'll be afraid to be alone there in the night. Yeah. Yeah. You see that it's, you have honored the anointing and shown a great respect for the glory of God, the honor for the anointing and the anointed. The anointing and his anointed and his anointing. It's true. It's all a form of honor. Yeah. And of course, it will feed back. Because even if I'm, I'm not in that museum, standing there, you see, the, the respect that I have given to the anointed and his anointing. That's what I'm trying to show you about. Respect is something you create indirectly. Yes. It's an indirect creation of respect for yourself. By honoring anointings from afar, big anointings and all people that are called by God. It causes you indirectly to also be respected and honored. Yeah. I, I, it just, it's just, that's just how it is. That's why when you, you get up and you speak against any church and against any, some honorable person, somebody who has been there for a long, if at all for nothing that he's just been there for a long enough time, that's enough. It's enough. <laughs> he's been there. He's been there. It's, it's, it's enough to honor and respect. And I'm trying to turn your attention so that your beautiful gift you. will flourish. Now, sit down. Let me tell you something. Your gifts are mainly five gifts. Now, the pastor, the pastoral gift is when you have a church and you can preach repeatedly to the same people. That's a pastor. That is like you keep talking to these same people and every day they come to hear the same person talking and you wonder that what again are you going to say but he's always talking and there's always something that he's saying and it's always important and it's always fresh. That is a pastoral gift. Yes. It's a gift. That's your gift as a pastor. And if you do it well and the people grow to love your pastoral gift. They come to the church because of your pastoral gift. Yes. 
they come to they come to eat it's like they live off the words you are speaking they live off your words but they live off the words of the pastor the shepherd is feeding the sheep like Jesus said feed my sheep even the lions in the congregation they will wait for you for your food yes even wild animals because some of our members are like wild animals Uh, they know that you are the source of food it's true Zookeepers are known. The animals know them. When this man comes, there is food. When this man comes, there is food. One day, an older pastor, he sat, he sat me down that time I had left the church. He called me and advised me. He said, I know you are doing crusade. Eh? It's good. But I want to advise you. He said, don't make a mistake of leaving your church. Yes, he advised me. He said, because... The sheep, the people in the church, they know the one who feeds them. So don't stop feeding them. Otherwise, they will stop knowing you. They will stop knowing you. And he told me a story. I mean, I was just, it was just, he just, he just, took, he just took it out of the blue. And that, it alerted me. I said, oh yeah. Then I have to be there. When he, when he gave me that, you know, you pay attention to the word. That person doesn't talk much, doesn't say many things. And one day he just says to, to you that don't stop feeding the church. I mean, you have to be serious about yeah, the word, yes, such yes, advice. Yes, you have to, yeah. I have to take it very seriously. Then he told me, he said, look, either his neighbor or his whatever, they had, a, they had dogs. And one day the dogs, went, the dogs went wild. And he said, they couldn't, the owner couldn't come there. The only person who could come there was the one who feeds them. Yes, the owner of the dogs, the house and the dogs couldn't go near. But it was the one who feed the dog who could go to the dog to sort of give, so they forgot. The dog knows him as the source of food. Oh yeah. So he told me I shouldn't stop feeding my people. Otherwise my people will stop knowing me. Yeah. And so I'm saying that even the wild animals in your church, they know that you are the source of food. And the pastoral gift is an endless supply of food to the people. Endless supply of teachings. When God blessed me with, from today you can teach. He was actually giving me the pastoral gift in addition. Because from the day that he anointed me from today you can teach. An endless stream of teachings has been issuing forth from that gift. I always, my problem is that I'll either which one will I teach or how long will I teach it? That is the problem. It's true. Receive the grace to have endless teachings. Endless teachings. Endless teachings. Endless teachings and feedings. Yes. Endless teachings and feedings. Endless. 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 From the breast of Jehovah. 
from the breast of El Shaddai, from the breast of the Father, the milk that never runs dry, the food from heaven, the bread which comes down from heaven, receive power, receive grace uh, to be a pastor, Arado Sashama, to feed endlessly and teach endlessly. Narando Sakala, Talombari Mele, Parosa Talaba, to talk and talk, and to speak and to speak, and to speak and to speak, and to speak and to speak. Tamando Kabala, Marando, Balache, Balanda, Baranda, Balasa, Balanda. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Endless. 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 Yeah. And as you feed, yes, some are lost, but some are added. And the net result of your teaching and your feeding is growth. Receive church growth. It is possible. 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 That's your gift. Amen. Sit down, please. Now, one, a gift that is very connected to being a pastor is the apostle. Yes. You see, a pastor, and this is what you honor when you give an honorarium. Respectarium is to respect this wonderful gift. Yes. So when your church is taught, they will respect that you talk to them. You've been talking to them. In my case, I also write to them. I write books to them. I give them teachings. I've recorded the teachings and compiled them. Feeding, sending, talking. Songs. Now, a gift that is closely connected to that is the apostle. The apostle is the pastor of pastors. And not that he is a pastor of pastors like a king of kings. (laughs) No, not not in that way. It's like he is able to have multiple churches. And leaders, he talks to the pastors like he's talking to normal members. You see, it's like when you are dealing with children... If you respect children, you will arrange them this way, like a church. When you don't really see them as grown up enough, you form a round uh, circle and then as if they are, you know, they are just children, so they, they come back. There's, there are some people, they talk to children like they are grown ups. Like when I talk to my members, I talk to them as grown ups. I see them as grown ups, really. And they are. Now, pastors. We are, we are, we have our problem. Pastors are just like members. All our issues are the same. We have every, any problem that a church member has, a pastor has it. <laughs> we don't pray. Uh, volume. We don't read our Bibles. We fornicate. We commit adultery. We lie. We steal. Every problem that is in members is in pastors. Huh? The diseases of the sheep are diseases of the shepherd. Yes. But people are not able to talk to pastors as though they are just ordinary people. Yes. Because every pastor feels ordinary even though he's a pastor. Yeah. So the apostle 
the best example is uh, Paul. He was someone who was able to speak and advise pastors. And you see it in Timothy and Titus. Yeah. And you see it in the multiplicity of churches with ease. One day I went to a church which I considered to be bigger than my church. But the pastor of the church said, no, I want you to ordain me. I said, how do I ordain you? To me, my church is smaller than your church. I said, no, 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 no. The churches you have all over. Even to visit a church here, you see that the church is real. In that country, in that place. It's different from having one church. So before I knew what was happening, in front of his large congregation, he knelt and said, ordain me, ordain me now. Ordain me now. So apostolic ministry. Yeah. Which I didn't really, and because for me, I'm doing my normal ministry has resulted in different churches and a lot of pastors. Like I had a meeting, a board meeting yesterday. One of them was telling us he has over 100 pastors. That's the apostolic straight away. It's, it's there. Apostolic is there. 100 pastors? Pastors, not members. Pastors. We are talking of apostolic work. Yes, that's an apostle. So a pastor can metamorphosize into an apostle. But you see, it, 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 it's also something that looks natural. But it's, if you can't do it, you can't do it. Yes. <laughs> it's like staying with one group and preaching to them every week. If you can't do it, you can't do it. Some people cannot do that. Ah, they will be tired. They don't even know what to say next. Yes. Yeah. They need to move around. Yeah. After two weeks, three weeks, their message is finished. Yes. A collection of message which applies mostly to pastors. It's, it, 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 it is apostolic gift. Now, such a gift can be in your midst, but you will not value it. Yes. And if you don't value it, it will not come to you. That is it. Because you don't recognize what it is. Because the gift is there, but you don't know that it's a gift. It's happening right before your eye, but you can't see that this is an apostolic gift. One day I met uh, in Canada, I met a German man who was like, I think he's over 70. He said to me, I worked with Bonke for 40 years. And, I, and he said he wanted to see me. And he said, I, I said, where do you know me? First of all, we know you. We know you from your work with the crusades you hold. But he said, more than that, we see your churches in every African wow. country where we go. Wow. We see your churches. Yes. He said, we see your crusade, but we also see, he said, we see that your ministry is having a lasting impact, but we see your churches in the African countries. Everywhere we go, we see your churches. Whether Sierra Leone, whether here, whether here, whether Mozambique, whether anywhere, we see your churches. Yeah. But you see, that is also a gift. And it is not, I've, I've never woke up in the world and said, I'm going to plant churches in whatever. Oh, I have no such vision. It's a gift. It's a gift. Receive that gift. 
receive that gift. Yes. Every airport you enter, your churches, your churches will be found in that area. Your churches will be found in that area. That's also a gift. If you don't have it, you can't do it. You can't do it. And respectarium is where you honor such a thing and say, wow, this is a grace from God. I honor this gift. I honor this gift. If you don't have it, you don't have it. You can preach as a pastor. Nobody will say, when you say go to Lumumba, you say, I should go to where? <laughs> you are, I do, I do, I do I want to die now? Why don't they, they will tell you, send your child there. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, when you respect it, it can be given to you. Yes, it can be given to you. And the honor you learn to give to the gift, you are valuing it and you are drawing it to yourself. And you are telling everybody behind you, love this thing. Follow this thing. This thing is a good thing. Sit down. Now, another gift is teaching. These are the gifts you are honoring. Yes. Teaching gift. Yeah. Teaching. These are the gifts you are honoring. To teach. I mean, that is the gift of revelation. The same Bible is being spoken about, which you have read. Read maybe 28 times. You can see it. You can see it. That's it. When the gift of the teacher is working, it's a river of revelation. A river of revelation. It's always revealing something fantastic to you. Receive that gift of teaching, the gift of revelation. Receive the gift of revelation. Receive the gift of revelation. Receive the gift of revelation. Yeah. It's different from being a pastor. It's a river of teaching. A river of revelation. Ramando satala basha bolandele. Mahadala kabala. Halembo ramasa dola mandali mandele mandele. Revelation is not over yet. The Bible talks about the unsearchable riches of his wisdom and knowledge. Unsearchable. You will never finish searching for it. Unsearchable. Unsearchable riches of revelation and knowledge. These are wonderful gifts. I've been invited all over the world, you see, for this gift. Oh yes. Of revelation. Of teaching. It's different from apostolic planting churches. It's different from my gift which I use to pastor my church and preach every day to the same people all the time. I'm talking to them, talking to them, talking to them. It's different. Then it's different for the gift of revelation where I can stand and teach. Yes. And Bring light and it strikes you. Say it's true. It's so true. It's real. It's true. If there is respect, my gift will grow. If there is respect and there is honor, there will will be power in my ministry. And the mountain-like church will become a reality. If there is respect, 
if there is great honor and great respect for these gifts, the gifts, he said he ascended into heaven and he sent down gifts to men. Gifts to men. That's what we are honoring. We are saying thank you for your gift. Thank you for your wonderful gift. Thank you for your unsearchable gift. Thank you for the grace of this gift that you've given to us. So now, all pastors, all of you who can stay steady in one place, receive the ability to stay steady in one place. Now, don't be expecting hands to be laid on you because now, when a word is spoken, like the centurion said, stand here and say a word and it will happen to me in the house. Receive the grace of staying in one place. Yes. Then, many who are pastors today receive the grace to multiply the churches and become an apostle. Yeah. We are talking of real churches. We are talking of multiplied pastor. We are talking of pastor of pastors. Pastor who is talking to other pastors. Pastor who is comfortable with other pastors. Pastor who is okay to be with other pastors. Pastor who is able to encourage pastors. Pastor is able to teach pastors. Pastor is able to make more congregations. More congregations rise out. Receive the gift of pastors. Of pastors. Pastor to pastors. Pastor talking to pastors. With kindness and understanding and encouragement. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. And then, teaching gift. This is what we are honoring. When I say honor, when I say honor, these are the things. Say, God, thank you for the man who can stay with us for 40 years, 50 years, and talk to us constantly. The same people, the same people receive the ability to talk to the same people for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. Speaking, 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 speaking. Yes. And then the river of revelation teaching. You'll be holding your Bible. When you read the verse, it will be like lightning has struck. It will be like light has come on. It will be like fire has been released. From the words that will come from your mouth. Receive the power of revelation. Sit down. Then we have the gift of the prophet. Yes. Now, one of the things that people don't realize is that just as the pastor slides quickly and becomes an apostle, yeah, it becomes an apostle, apostle and a pastor. It's like you are pastoring a church, but you have other churches. That's an apostle. A teacher can slide. You see, one sin usually becomes many sins. When you do something, then you tell a lie, then you you add another type of sin to it, and then 
something else, then it becomes many things. Murder, many things. It's the same thing with the anointings. When you are standing in one gift, easily you slide into another grace or another room. Because if you are in a house with five rooms, you can easily go into other rooms. Now, many with the gift of revelation to teach. Lift your hand and receive the gift of revelation. Yes. Just as the eunuch said, how can I know unless somebody teaches me? How can I know? How can I never know unless somebody teaches me? That's what many people will say. I never knew until this man taught me. Yes. Now, easily the teacher slides into the prophet. Yes. Teachers often become prophets and teachers. Yes. Yes. Teachers easily become prophets and teachers. So that the teaching is no more just teaching of points. But the things that are happening are even prophecies. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. And it's almost like as if the person knows. Now, if you look at many of the books, let me take mostly even just the loyalty books. You know, sometimes when something happens, you see that it was prophetic. What is the meaning of this? One of you is a devil. What is the meaning of that? It's a prophecy. It's a revelation that one person can be a devil. But it's a prophecy as well. One of you is a devil. Yes. What is it meaning when you say those who are dangerous sons? What is the meaning of that? It's a prophecy. It's like, wow, there are dangerous sons. They are not that they are servants or employees, they are sons. But they are dangerous sons. Hey, what is it meaning when you say those who accuse you? What is it meaning? Those who accuse you. It's a, it's, so it's both prophetic. The book is both prophetic and teaching. When you say those who leave you, it's a prophecy. Paul said, I know when I am gone, eh, grievous wolves will come. So he was not just a teacher, but he was also a prophet. Yes. He says, I know when I, when I go, grievous wolves will come. I know. I know it. Grievous wolves. What does it mean? Those who pretend. Huh. What does it mean? Those who are ignorant. When you say those who are ignorant, what does it mean? What does it mean when you say those who are proud? You can lift yourself up and speak words. Talk in a way. Font yourself so big. You make yourself so high to rebuke people that laid hands on you. People that appointed you. People that encouraged you. People that employed you. People that officiated your weddings. People that blessed you. 
<laughs> People that dedicated your children. What does it mean? It's a prophecy. And when he said, those who forget. Ah, you forgot all those things. So, even though it's a teaching, it's also prophetic. And that's why in Acts chapter 13 verse 1, the Bible says that there were certain prophets and teachers. Because prophets and teachers are constantly together. They were in the church setting prophets and teachers. Prophets and teachers are often together. Yes. Yes. Prophets and teachers are together. Now, who are the greatest prophets? Let's, let's take the greatest prophets. Let's, let's take the great, the ones, the greatest prophets, Isaiah. Isaiah. It's his teachings from chapter 1 to chapter 66 or what? Yes. Isaiah. These are the great prophets. Moses. Very great prophet. It's the teaching. Genesis, Exodus, up to Leviticus. Great. The greatest prophet. So they, although they are teaching, there's, there's some, something has changed about the teaching and the things almost look as if it's a warning or a prediction or some advice or some direction in the midst of the teaching. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And it's true for a long time. One of the things that when your teaching becomes prophet and teacher, your teachings are true for a long time. Oh, yes. Like, you, you can take it today, you use it in 10 years, it's still very, the same thing. It's, it's working very fresh and it's the same thing. Yeah. So, I, I know that we would like to be able to read people's car numbers be able to say this person is going to die, this person is going to do this, this person is going to do this, and all that. Those are also prophetic things, and I respect them, and I, I believe in them. And it's in the Bible. The Bible has great prophecies. Jeremiah told somebody, you died this year, and he died. He died. Yeah. It's biblical. You know? But I'm just saying that you, I know that those are the things you may be interested in. But I want you to see that the greatest prophets, they were like teachers or speakers, talkers of the word. It was prophetic. It was like teaching. Sometimes the prophet is not so clear, but he's saying something. And so the the mainstay of the prophetic ministry is in the talking and the teaching and the writing even. We say Isaiah is greater than Habakkuk because he wrote more things. Yes, he wrote more things. Yeah. We never call a teacher Isaiah or teacher Jeremiah or teacher Ezekiel. He's a prophet with a lot of writings. Yeah, a lot of writings. The greater the prophet, the greater the writings, the greater the talking, the greater the speaking, the greater the teachings. Yeah. Now, when you are honoring, this is what you are honoring. And I tell you, your teaching may never become prophetic. May never become prophetic unless the gift comes. Unless the gift comes, me myself, I become afraid of the things that I say. What that my son was saying that if you listen to your thing, you'll be afraid of the things you've said. Yeah, coming to pass like magic. Yeah, I don't even know that I'm prophesying. Most of the time, I'm prophesying. I don't know that I'm prophesying. Yeah. 
you see that you say this will become this, this will become this, this will become this will become this one, and it is. Yes. Paul said, I know you, you will see my face no more. You will not see my face again. This is our last meeting. Yes, you will not see my face again. Paul said it. Then he also said that things he doesn't know, even though he was a prophet and a teacher. He said, I'm going to Jerusalem. I don't know what will happen there. I don't know. I don't know things. There are a lot of things I don't know. When I go to Jerusalem, I don't know what will happen. But I'm going. It, it doesn't mean that it's not a prophet. He was a prophet, but it's not everything. True prophets don't know a, a lot of things. They know what, like Elijah said, the Lord has hid it from me. Yes. Yeah. So these are gifts. And unless God gives it to you, you don't have it. And that's what I'm teaching you to value this. May I value that? Like you say, oh, there's a great politician. I don't value it much. <laughs> I have books of a lot of great politicians in my library. Ne- I have never read. Lee Kuan Yew, I have it in the books are like this. Lee Kuan Yew. I've never even opened one page. page one. I don't even know why I carried it from Singapore. <laughs> so heavy. Biography of what Bill Clinton, days Obama. Not that I'm not interested. I will, if somebody can summarize and tell me four points or five points about the thing, but the book is too big. I can't read it. And the interest is not. But for the men of God, for Adoniram Judson, I've read it again and again. And, and all these people, I've read it again and again and again. It's what I respect and honor and love. And their words have made them into songs that we sing. Yes. Yes. You know, I want you to respect. And when you respect these gifts, and God puts that gift on you, people will also respect the gift that is on your life. In the name of Jesus. Sit down. And finally... The evangelistic gift. Evangelistic gift. That's also another gift. (laughs) You can see that they are all different things. Isn't it? Yeah, the gift to be an evangelist. To go out, to preach the gospel. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. value these gifts to be an evangelist of the people that I watch preaching Bonke makes me happiest when I watch him he makes me happy I just like preaching listening to I mean watch when I just watch him yeah become happy when I see him on the crusade field and that's what makes me happy one day he preached and I shouted. I was a lonely man. I shouted, you are lovely. You are lovely. <laughs> he was just nice to me. Yeah. What you cherish uh, is a message to people to cherish you 
and your gift. Yeah. What you have sarcastic, sharp words about and little laughters, hmm? little mocking words. They will have little mocking words about you too. I promise you. You can write it somewhere. Take that one even as a prophecy. They'll have little comments. Just as you have little comments. They'll have little comments. Little, little words. Hey, this and that. Oh, I hear this. Just like this uh, comment that uh, a, a person created in the image of God. And you call the person an oranku. That's it. See, these are comments. Sarcastic comments. And that's how the comments will be in your world. Yeah, you stand there, you preach very powerfully. Somebody will just make some funny comment. Ah, he started uh, whatever again. This and that, this, this and that. Different words. And you just wonder how you are not able to flourish and be great. Yeah, it's all from respect and honor. Yeah. So now, uh, I want us to see how ministry changes through honor. Yes. John chapter 11. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus, the town of Mary, the town of Mary, and her sister Martha. It was that Mary, you see there are many Marys, so get it clear which Mary it is. It was which Mary? That Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Huh? Beautiful. Therefore, his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord. Therefore, Lord means that because of this, his sisters sent unto him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom thou lovest is sick. And when Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. All right? That the Son of God might be glorified. All right? Now, Mary and Martha are ultimate examples of those who reap the benefits of honor. Amen? They are ultimate examples. Ultimate examples. Ultimate examples. All right? It was Mary who anointed the Lord's feet. All right? And she bestowed great honor on the apostle called Jesus, on the shepherd called Jesus, on the one who came to seek for the lost, the great evangelist Jesus. On the prophet of of whom it was said, a great prophet has risen amongst us. 
and of the teacher who was called rabbi. Teacher, we know you are sent from God. All five. And here came Mrs. Nobody. Mrs. Who? Mrs. Who? But all the 11 pastors, the 12 pastors were there. But Mrs. Nobody came along with her hair. Yeah. Mary and Martha had Jesus sitting in their house. In her house. Will you get? You will not get poor. Huh? Mary and Martha had ultimate miracles. Receive ultimate miracles. Mary and Martha had access to Jesus. Access to what? To Jesus by their gift and their honor. Mary and Martha are in heaven today. Mary and Martha are more popular than most of the apostles. Mary and Martha are more popular than most. You don't know, apart from Peter, James, and John, you don't know the names of the rest of the nine, but you know Mary and you know Martha. They are more popular, more famous, more more remembered, more notable than all the other nine apostles. Mary and Martha are famous in the ministry. All right? So you see that the honor that Jesus received from Martha and Mary had an impact on their lives and ministry. You may perhaps become more famous because of the honor that you bestow upon whatever. In fact, I would say that I'm perhaps even more um, famous for that I honor Archbishop Duncan Williams. Yes. No, no, it's not something to come. I'm just telling you that I'm even more famous for that. Not, I mean, in my ministry, but it's, I'm, I'm known for that. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm known for that. Amazing. What are the works of Bartholomew? Ask the person sitting next to you, please share something about Bartholomew. And Thaddeus, Thaddeus, share something about Thaddeus with me. <laughs> Thaddeus. Was Thaddeus not one of the, uh, the, the. Is he in the Bible? Check whether he's in the Bible. Just verify. And Judas, not his chariot. Hmm. Great power is available to you because of your honor. Now, many of you don't realize great power is available to you. One time, I met with Benin somewhere in a foreign country. And I blessed him with a seed. He stood there in surprise. And he said, you are the second person who has done this to me. Yes. In, in my life. Yes. You are the second person. Yes. Yes. 
or the second person. Yes. Yes. You, you'll be surprised that like the honor that I bestow on the fact that I'm standing here next to Benny Hinn and I got an opportunity. You see, and today I have a healing ministry. Yes. Miracle, practical miracle ministry. Yes. Practical. I can show you videos and videos and videos of miracle after miracle after miracle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He said, you are the second person who has done this. You are only the second person. And stood there in amazement. I was standing by a, a grand piano, a black grand piano standing by me. He said, you are the second person who has done this. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be surprised that supernatural power will be available to you. People who honor can expect great miracles. Yes. There are problems everywhere. But Jesus went to the house of Lazarus and Mary where he had been received and loved. Mary and Martha loved Jesus. Great miracle of raising of the dead. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Great miracle. Great miracles. Great miracle. In fact, the greatest miracles, which is greater than raising of the dead. After death, four days. After death, four days, you come and raise the dead. What is a miracle? If this one is not a miracle, I don't know what is a miracle. I mean, how many will vote for this as the greatest of all Jesus' miracles ever? This is the greatest. Who did he do it for? Who did he do it for? His personal friends eh, called Mary and Martha who honored him and found him to be a great person. Wow. Yes. Yes. So I feel that power multiplies towards those who honor. Yes, power multiplies towards those who honor. Power multiplies. Miracles happen in the lives of those who honor. And that's mountain-like churches. Mountain-like churches. Mountain-like churches. Yes. Receive that wonder. Now, how many, listen, how many of you realize that you've not really valued the gifts? Yes, that's, that's, that's what I feel. As I'm preaching, I feel that it's like with this, a certain, you are, you are very wonderful and valuable. And for, for Benin to say that, I was very surprised that you are the second person who's done this. I was, so, I was so surprised. And so therefore, you cannot be surprised that there are so few people with miracle ministries all over. There are people who are pastors. Well, there are few people with real miracle ministries. Few. It's few and far between. It's not common. It's not common. Yeah, it's not common. Yeah. It's not common. 
People say, I want to this, I want, but it's not going to be like that until you respect and value and treasure it. But if you slap it, you do whatever, it's like, wow, you're not going to get anything. But Mary and Martha, they really treasured Jesus. I mean, bow before him with her tears, crying, doing this, doing that. I mean, rubbing his feet in front of everything. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. Yes. No wonder they had the greatest power miracle. Greater than any of the so-called apostles and disciples. Are you listening? Yes. Now, number three, personal access. Your gift will cause you to have personal access to the anointed. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Wow. Mary and Martha could send messages to Jesus and he would receive them. Mary and Martha sent messages that their brother was not well. Personal issues. Mary and Martha had access to Jesus. Martha walked to Jesus directly and spoke to him directly. Martha and Mary had Jesus access to Jesus when he was eating. Mary could actually sit at the feet of Jesus. <laughs> Personal. Personal. It comes from what? Honor. Honor. And Jesus went to, when he had to choose somewhere to go and eat, he went to their house to eat. When he had to choose somewhere where he'll be relaxed for somebody to uh, uh, touch his feet, he, it, was, it, was, it was the people that honored him. Are you there? And when the, in Luke 10, 38 and 39, when he, came to, when he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house, she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at his feet and heard his word. Number four, those who respect will experience close and intimate fellowship. Mary and Martha were close and intimate with Jesus. He would solve personal quarrels. Jesus ate food cooked by Martha. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Most important, people do not just eat anything. Yes. Most important, people are not relaxed everywhere. Most important, people do not relax in your company. The Bible actually shows that Jesus relaxed in the home of Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha are known for feeding him and looking after him personally. It is no wonder that Jesus chose them for mighty miracles. The mightiest miracle ever done among men, ever heard of among men, was done personally for Mary and Martha. It was not done even for the church. Mighty miracles are done for those who bestow honor on God's servants. Now, those who honor are loved more than those who don't honor. Huh? Everybody say love. Love. Do you want God to love you? Do you want the anointed to love you? John 11 verse 5. 
Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. This is apart from John 3.16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Apart from that. (laughs) Are you listening to what I'm saying? I said apart from John 3.16 that God so loved the world. This one says that Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. That apart from loving the whole world, he loved these people. (laughs) It's fantastic. Yeah. I do not know of any other human being whom Jesus is said to have loved like this. Please remember which Mary it was. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Those who honor will receive a lot of love. Oh yes, God will love you even more. Maybe you are not known Maybe there's, there's a certain seed that were you to sow or a certain honor were you to give. It's not about money. What is the, what is the, the ointment that you, what, is, what does it do? How does it help? It's nothing. But it was, it was the value of preciousness above all preciousness that was ministered. Number six, those who honor will receive more honor themselves. Oh, yes. That is why Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, wherever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, Mark 14, verse 9, what this woman has done also shall be spoken of her for a memorial for her. You reap what you sow. You sow honor, you reap honor. You sow disrespect, you receive disrespect. You sow sow sarcasm, you receive sarcasm. You sow dishonor, you receive dishonor. Oh, yes. Most people will struggle to mention the names of the 12 disciples. This lady reaped the honor she bestowed on Jesus a million times. She honored Jesus Christ in a little home, in a little village in Israel, but she has been honored throughout the whole world. She's mentioned millions of times because of what is recorded about her in the most published book in the whole world. She could not have known that the honor she was bestowing on Jesus would go that far. You can never know how far the honor you are bestowing will go. I don't think she could have known that the honor she was bestowing on Jesus would go that far. <laughs> I'm talking about mountain-like churches. I'm talking about your ministry going further than you can imagine from your little corner. I'm talking about raising up, raising up higher to become something more glorious and mountain-like. I'm talking about an honor and a respect you have never had yourself. Yes. 
I'm showing you something that you've never had. You are a pastor. I know it's not been done for you. I know it's not, you don't receive that love and that respect and that, that preciousness that you are precious, you are important, that you are doing something. You are rather treated as a thief or some kind of, I mean, crook, some kind of a villain who is looking for something like a vampire who is hungry, searching for people's blood to drink. I have not been treated as a precious and important precious person with a gift oh yes do you sometimes wonder why you are not honored in this life do you wonder why no one honors you it is probably because you do not honor anyone yourself how will you ever be honored when you are a man who never honors another why would anyone want to honor you how come you never make reference to your father to your pastor or to any other man of God you do not seem to have anybody above you you never give any honor to anyone do not ever expect to be honored honor begets honor have you wondered why you are not protected Those who honor are protected. Jesus said in Mark 14 verse 6, and Jesus said, let her alone. Leave her alone. Why trouble you her? Leave, leave, leave this one. Leave this one out of this case. Leave him out. Bible says, as a father spares his children who honor him. Leave him. Leave him in this case. Divine interventionary protection. Someone standing with you. I stand by you. Because of the honor you put on me. When they were down facing on prostitute, bad woman, sleeping with this, doing this, that and that. Jesus said, leave her alone. Leave her alone. She's not good, but she honored me. You are good. You are good. Are you not an SU member? You are good. You are holy. <laughs> you are very good. This man, this woman is nothing, but she loves me. She sees me. I'm, I'm wonderful. And that is why I say, leave her alone. When Jesus said, leave her alone, all the attacks was finished. It's vanished. Leave her alone. It's not everyone you touch. Not everyone you touch. Yes. You know, honor will change the equation of your gift. Because you see, it's a real wonderful gift. It's a precious gift. But honor, <laughs> when you stand in the midst of honor, it's, it's wonderful. You see, power and grace in an amazing way. Yeah. yeah. I wish for you and I pray for you that God will show you that honor and that love. Amen. You are not famous because you have not learned to honor those who honor you. Those who honor you. Now, is it amazing? 
How many want the gifts, the small gifts that God has given you to be honored? Every standing. Father, thank you for this beautiful gift you've given to us. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Zambale. God be the glory. Maka. To God be the glory. Every holy hand lifted up. Every holy hand lifted up. Mama masata bashamola menderebede. Amombre de simola manjebe simelelebede. Maharbala malanome belige tebendo malanda malinere. Ronde. Oh yes. Oh yes. Ronde. Oh yes. Oh yes. Ile. For it shall come to pass. Yes. That the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountain. Yes, Lord. For it is a supernatural work that shall come about by supernatural gift. That shall come about by supernatural honor. Yes. That shall come about by supernatural grace. Yes. Therefore, receive the supernatural grace. Yes, Lord. To give supernatural honor to the supernatural gifts. Amen. To the supernatural rod. Yes. Wherewith you shall do oneness. Wherewith you shall do oneness. Yes. Wherewith you shall do oneness. The romance. The romance. The romance. The romance. The romance. Yes. Chilmere Busta. Marobes Perigolasa. Palobre Semelega. Palanade. Oh, the gift of God. Yes. The gift of God is on it. The gift of God is on it. The gift of God is on it. Yes. The grace of God is on it. The love that God has shown is on it. Yes. It's respected and it's loved. So shall it be that those that follow the example of Martha and Mary shall see the results that Martha and Mary saw. Shall have ministries that are international. Yes. Ministries that shall be a memorial. Ministries that shall not be forgotten easily. Yes. Ministries that shall become well famous. Ministries whose names shall not be forgotten. Yes. Ministries that shall transcend time and time. Yes. Hundreds of years shall go by and their ministries shall not be forgotten. Aramasota Malamandala. For those who honor you arise now as an army of honorers and respect. Yes. Ah. For it shall come to pass that the words and the sayings of rebellious men shall no longer be acceptable in the house of the Lord. Yes. Those words shall be rejected outright. 
they shall be identified and they shall be met with the sharp rebukes saying Satan get thee behind me Satan's presence shall not be endured or accepted in the house of the Lord Satan's wickedness shall not be acceptable anymore Satan shall not be welcome anymore to sit amongst us for we shall not endure the presence of darkness and the presence of evil but the honor for the Lord shall dominate the honor of the Holy Spirit the honor of the Father yes. and the honor of the gifts yes. that have been bestowed by the Father on his children it shall come to pass mm. that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountain yes. exalted above the hills and many 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 shall go and say come let us go to the house of the Lord he will teach us will show us and he will guide us. We lift our hands Father and we thank you for supernatural respect that is released upon all ministers and churches. Thank you for respect for every church in every classroom. Anybody who seems to be a nobody because of the gift of God. It shall rise from obscurity. It shall rise from emptiness. It shall rise from nothingness. It shall become a mighty vessel of the Lord. It shall go forth to where the light is little, the light is small, and it shall minister. And the gift of God shall be honored and respected. In the name of Jesus. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Beautiful Holy Spirit. We give you thanks. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. the Son. We must honor the Holy Spirit. And we must honor the gifts that he has poured down onto the world. His gifts. We must respect them when we see them. Respect them. That's when we respect God. One day I gave a gift to somebody and I realized the person didn't know the value of the gift. So I had to call the person and tell them this is the price of what I gave you which I don't normally do, but I realized that he didn't know what I'd given him. Yeah. A ring that is a ring that you can buy a ring for 10 cities, even 5 cities. It will look just like any ring, but that same looking ring, you can get it for 10,000. People don't know the value. I don't know the value of a lot of things. 
And I don't blame you if you don't know the value of it. But that is why we are talking about it. So that you value it. In Jesus' name. Take out your offering. Let's give thanks to the Lord. Every session we are giving to Jesus. Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Man al shaman asman aramandalala. Honor, 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 respect, glory. Thanks, Jesus. What a blessing. Father, as we present before you today this gift, let everyone who is here receive your gift. Be blessed also. As we give, we honor your gift. Honor us too. Those of us who have decided that we will never give because we cannot meet the need or we feel that there is nothing much we have, we are healed today of that foolish thought. Thank you for giving us faithfulness. We honor your gift always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.